The United States Agency for International Development, USAID, has more than 10,000 staff and a multi-billion dollar annual budget. And the organization is planning to bring more of those staff and those dollars to help our Pacific Island countries. USAID has had a very small presence here in recent years, but as Washington focuses more on China, it's also rediscovering its friends in the Pacific. The Manila-based Deputy Assistant Director of USAID, Betty Chung, told on Wiseman more about U.S.'s plans for the region. From last year's historic U.S. Pacific Island Country Summit in Washington, D.C., President Biden announced the U.S. Pacific Partnership Strategy that affirmed you know, several commitments in that strategy, including increasing U.S. presence in the region. So as part of that U.S. effort, the USAID is re-establishing our mission in Suva, Fiji. We plan to do that in August of this year. And the new mission will be called USAID Pacific Islands, and we'll oversee programs in um, Fiji, Kiribati, Nauru, Samoa, Tonga, Tuvalu, uh, Marshall Islands, Micronesia, and Palau. And we're also elevating our country office currently in Port Moresby in uh, Papua New Guinea. We'll elevate that to a country representative office, and that office will oversee development programs in Papua New Guinea, Solomon Islands, and Vanuatu. We have been in the Pacific Islands for a while, but we had closed our mission in Fiji back in, I believe, the mid-1990s. So it's pretty exciting to ramp up our staff there. When I first got here a year ago, we had two foreign service officers serving as development advisors in Suva. And now we just hired two Pacific Islander staff. So that's exciting. And then um, we have more uh, announcements and positions and interviews. And we hope to have um, a good team of like eight to 10 people in Fiji by the end of the year. Our vision is to have an up and running mission there of a, at least 30, um, and we're, we're moving rapidly toward that. I mean, in addition to people, though, we are increasing our programs in the Pacific. Prior to COVID-19, our focus in the Pacific Islands was really focused on some environment, regional environment programs, and we weren't in the health or education sector. We had also been very active in humanitarian assistance. Of course, that's one of USAID's strengths, yeah. our Bureau for Humanitarian, right? And a few disaster resilience projects, but really more on the disaster response. I imagine there are a lot of people in the Pacific happy to see you, but you must also be running into questions about why. Why a delay? Why weren't you here? Why haven't you been here more often? Mm-hmm. And is it because of our need? Or is it because of Washington's desire to try and stop China from gaining more influence here? I think, you know, um, first of all, I would say USAID's been in the Pacific Islands for a while. We've been there since the 80s, I believe. Not to any great extent. Right. Well, I mean, you know, I feel that whatever programs we had back in back in that time had impact in those communities. And I, I see that whenever I travel throughout the Pacific Islands, I'll go to a village or, or I'll be talking to leaders and they'll remember a USA project in, in, in their province or their community. And it's very heartening to know that those small interventions at the time really, you know, meant something to those people. But at the same time, I hear you. Yes, our funding levels were, are not at the level that they were now. I joined a year ago, but even three years ago, the Pacific Island budget for the development assistance, it's tripled in the last three years. And we've designed a lot more programs in terms of in the environment and climate 
uh, adaptation and mitigation space. And we're looking at a digital connectivity project, a lot more economic growth projects. We're very interested in more global health security projects. I think the response is clearly, you know, USAID didn't even have a Pacific Islands strategic framework, but we do now. One of these things was announced this past week in Papua New Guinea, Mm -hmm. where money is going to go towards peace and security programs and a lack of peace and a lack of security is a huge issue in Papua New Guinea. So what is it that USAID can do there? For Papua New Guinea, what USAID is doing is really listening to what the different island countries have identified that they need the United States to do to support them in their development goals. So in Papua New Guinea, this was an area that was identified as something that they needed our support in. And so, you know, with USAID, we get congressional funding, and that was the Global Fragility Act funding that we had. And then this is the area that we're working with Papua New Guinea to support their peace and security programs and to bolster their sustainable and equitable economic growth and really help them with their goals in terms of strengthening their communities to be a lot more resilient in the areas of health and climate adaptation. So for us, our increase in funding in the Pacific Islands is and where we're planning to invest those funds is really driven by the needs that the Pacific Islands have identified themselves, especially in the 2050 uh, Blue Pacific Continent Strategy. And we look to that strategy as really a marker to what the Pacific Island countries have said that they need development agencies such as USAID to do to partner with them and to deliver on reaching these development goals. We heard recently about the the work that's going in to reform the public service in Vanuatu, and I understand similar sorts of things are going to be done pretty much across the region by USAID. Is that okay? It depends on the country context. Absolutely. USAID works with the government and the countries that we serve. We really listen to what they say they need. And so in Vanuatu in particular, they asked us for technical assistance and support on some of the system reforms in in, um, their civil service. And that's one of the strengths and, and in terms of what USAID can provide is technical assistance in certain areas. Definitely. You know, we have a great democracy and governance program that helps different island countries in terms of ensuring that they have free and fair elections and make sure that their elections are very accessible. For example, in 2022, the election in Fiji, we had a USAID project that trained, you know, election officials to help people with disabilities to be able to vote. And that's something that we're very proud of. Some of the little places, the smaller countries, Tuvalu, Mm -hmm. what's happening there? I have yet to visit there, but I have been to another small island country, Palau, for example, you know, it's just very interesting to me, the challenges that they face is so unique and different. But, you know, one of the projects that we're very proud of is the Pacific American Fund. It's a, it's a grant program that looks to local organizations to provide a concept in terms of a quest for funding. And it can amount from anywhere from a hundred thousand to a million, depending on what their needs are, where they pitch a concept in terms of what their community or their country needs. And uh, right now we're going through the third round of grants. We're awarding a second round of grants. And this is an example of where a small country like Tuvalu, the organizations in Tuvalu can approach USAID, ask for funding to make interventions in their communities that they've identified as a need for themselves. And then how can we, USAID, come alongside and help support their efforts to meet those challenges?